Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. You know what, Spec? As tough as it's been. Working with me? No, you're not that no. bad. How many times a year do we get mad at each other? Like, really mad. One or two. Yeah. That's all right. We see each other all the time. I'll say this. Like, you... I wish I could say the same about my wife. You've pretty much (laughs) been the same guy for a while. Okay, what does that mean? Uh, How am I supposed to take that, Bob? Oh, you know, you're you're a decent enough fella. Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) I have a memory like an elephant, as you know. Yeah, you do. So, um, you know... But I think you'd be the first to admit I've mellowed significantly with age here. Oh, yeah, you've mellowed a lot more than me because you started at a much higher point. (laughs) (laughs) You're far more confrontational than I've ever been when we were young. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know. Hey, man. uh, I just heard a really cool uh, interview uh, with Howard Stern. Oh, yeah? Yeah, who... Uh, you know, Howard Stern was the total shock jock kind of guy yeah. in his day and is the most sexist, racist stuff you ever heard on the radio. Now he's grown up <laughs> and he's older and he's been through some stuff. Well, and he's reinvented himself, Bob, as one of the people um, that now the total A list celebrities like Ellen DeGeneres, who admitted, she said, I used to be scared of this guy. I would never want to go on right. a show. Now they love going on a yeah. show because yeah. he's intelligent, he's smart, he's been through it, he's changed, he's grown up. Well, we're going we're gonna to get to I like a, that. We're going to get to it. He's top. not Howard Stern anymore. He's yeah. the new Howard Stern. I am going to say something. Just gonna, like you. No, I'm You're not, the new Howard Stern. I'm not, I'm not the new. I was never that bad, <laughs> and you know that. Uh, Oilers now, second hour of the show brought to you by Digitex PCs, copiers, <laughs> supplies, printers, laptops, IT plotters, software. Now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices manage at digitex.ca. You can text us on our Heartland Ford text line. Think all dealerships are the same. Think again. Experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford. You can uh, reach us on a River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can reach Spec at Sportsnet Spec. I'm at Bob underscore Stoffer, Brendan Escott at uh, Brendan Escott. All right, Mark. As you know, I'm a big Alabama football fan. Okay. 
yes. big Alabama football fan. What is going on in that state? Seriously. Okay. Is that where we're going on this show? All, this is Oilers now. I, it is Oilers now, but can I just like can I just say that uh nobody would tell be telling men what they could and could not do with their bodies? It yes. would do we agree on that? Sure. Get with the pro like seriously. Or, or I it's just unbelievable. So there you go. There's an illustration, right? Sure. I'm the one that wanted to legalize pot 30 years ago, and I, and I, as you know, I worked in an industry where did not, you, tree, you just refresh my memory. You tree planted, right? Yes, only yeah. only for 11 summers, and I was I'd forgotten about that. I, I hate cigarette smoke. Yeah. Despise it, okay. and have, I can pick it up in about seven. Like any employee that we have with the Oilers Entertainment Group that smokes. There's a couple of guys I really like, but one of the guys smokes, and he and I'm just like, Ugh. so I was never a big pot guy, right? Like I was like, yeah, because I like to drink, right? Yeah. Like that's that's part of the reason it's why I'm fat, now. right? Now, right? But yeah, now it's legalized. I wanted it legalized 30 years ago. Social liberal, fiscal conservative. That's where I'm coming from here. Okay, okay. There we go. So you on that, the, How does that segue into the right wing spot next year? Well, uh, well, it it is right wing to a certain <laughs> certain degree. Uh, well, they've they, to me they got an issue between a right wing and a left wing guy. From two guys from provinces that are uh, traditionally left of center of, of Alberta. Mm-hmm. Alex Alex Chason and Jujar Kara. I don't know if they're both going to be here. So my question for you is, who would you if if you had to decide between the two, who would you keep? Uh, I think that I prefer Chase on on this team. If you're making me pick an either or, I think I prefer Chase on. I've at times really seen so much in Jujar Kara. Like I, you know, even off the ice, like I always thought it was so cool the way he came out of Surrey and he's this East Indian kid that, you know, yeah. there's this huge community of Indo-Canadians that have fallen in love with hockey. And here's a product of that community that's playing in the NHL. He's a pretty good player. And I was just, I mean, that's got really nothing to do with the player, but I thought that was always pretty cool. Um, but he's, we're waiting for the step, right? We've waited yeah. for the step and waited for the step. And when I look at a deal like, like Kara going to Vancouver and taking Manning with him, I think, frankly, you get nothing in return in that deal, right? What do you get back in that deal? Ball a sixth? Oh, I think you'd have to. It's hope. a positive player in Kara and a negative contract in Manning. So maybe you're better off just buying out Manning in that situation, or trying well, to, trying to convince Jerry Johansson to get Manning a job over in Europe. Mm, yeah, that ain't happening. Right, that's a tough. No sell. one turns down two and a half U.S. So what should what should be? So uh, I'm gonna get people to text us at six thirty six thirty on a couple different fronts. Uh, number one, what would you do with Lucic? Number two, what would you do with Sekra? And number three, if you had to decide between Kara or Chason. Who would you keep? Which of the two would you keep? Okay. I know there's. I'm going to tell you that Jujar Kara has a very compelling RFA uh, arbitration case in brewing. Okay. Really? He he's he's gonna. It ain't just gonna be an automatic 10 percent increase. Like he's going to get himself in the one and a half million dollars per on a oh. two year term range. And That's I fair. would think. That's fair. And I would think in the case of Jason. Someone's out there is probably going to give him 1.25 to 1.5. Yeah, oh, based sure. on the production he had. 20 goal player. However, the analytics for him were not great uh, when he was playing with the two big boys, with Leon and Connor. Well, first of all, if he, I can't bring Alex Chase on in here as a first line player. 
Like, no. That's part of the reason why your team wasn't good enough. Yeah, he give him credit. He produced as a first line guy when he was with you know for half a season, and then it kind of fell away. And then Cassian did the same thing. But your team is really good when Cassian and Chason are your third and fourth line wingers. Right? right. That's when you have a good team. And then if someone gets hurt in the first line, you go, well, which one of these guys do I bring so up? About, like, can Connor Brown play in the top six here? Because he didn't play in the top six. He did for a year in Toronto. He did not this past season. He, right. He does have history with Connor McDavid. Yes. I think he's a top six winger on this team in Edmonton. Yes, I do think that, Bob. Okay, for sure. Do we count on anything out of Paul Yarby? Uh, you can't right count side. on anything. I would, you're foolish to count on it. You sure hope for it, and you work like heck to develop it, right? I mean, the, unfortunately, the uh, he's I don't know what the hip injury or hip surgeries, yeah, how badly they will impinge on his training this summer. But yeah. you work like hell with that kid, yeah. and you try to get everything you can out of him. Yeah. But if you go to count, if you go into the season and, and write on your whiteboard twenty goals from Pugliarvi, you're fooling yourself. And unfortunately, that's part of the byproduct of what undermined the Edmonton Oilers season last year. Is what the whole I mean, the, the, put it this way, Spec. Those yep. guys had fifteen goals in the preseason between Raddy, Yamamoto. And Pugliarvi. Yeah, and we learned... And they combined for nine goals during the regular season. And that's part of what uh, did not help the Edmonton Oilers hockey club. I never... I wasn't fooled by that. Right. But I thought to myself, okay, three guys having a great preseason, one of them... Would would pop. One of them's going to pop. Yep, I... Yep. That was my looking at that. As it turned out, Yamamoto's season was a bust. He was hurt all the time. Pugliarvi wasn't... Was very average. And it never... No one popped. And I want to make Yamamoto earn... Earn it next year. So he, needs, he didn't even get a year of pro hockey this year. So right. he's absolutely. I mean, for two minus. years in a row, he started the a in the uh, NHL. I mean, com- contrast that with uh, Leon Dreisaitl. In his, you know, his mm-hmm. second, you know, the year after he was drafted, he started in the A, and he was every bit as good in preseason as Yamamoto was. Well, but the difference was his first year, Yamamoto was still a junior. Same with Bouchard. That's why they start. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and you know it's different when you can go to the A. It's then you send the guy to the A. Quick hitter, by the way. Name the one player in the NHL that had fifty goals and fifty uh, uh, fifty goals and hundred points this year. Yeah, Leon Draisaitl. Bob, I think we would have been saying that. Could you believe they didn't make the playoffs after the years that those that that. Uh, well, I mean, we're, now we go back to the to Ken Hitchcock argument. A lot of people say, oh, he's not the right coach for that team, and you can't have a defensive guy, and the players hate his guts. I've heard all this stuff. Yeah, the three best forwards all had career years. Yeah. Right, you know, you telling me that that Ken Hitchcock was bad for and Leon Nurse and Nurse had his best year, sure, right. So, I I don't believe those things when I hear them, Bob. Uh, you know what? <laughs> All that being said, we've talked about a lot of positions here. Yep. Do you know what their probably biggest need is going to be? Goalie. They need a guy at two and a half to three million bucks. Yeah, maybe less. But McElhaney make this year that can come in here. And because they play in the West. And that's why I don't want to completely write off Koskinen and say it was an outright disaster and what a mistake and all. The guy played like 25, 26 starts in a row. He did. You can't do that in the Western Conference. The sports science would suggest. Of course. You can't do it, right? So you got to find a guy that can come in here and give you 30 starts. Yep. Listen, the the vast majority of NHL teams now are, are having two guys... You know, the, their second goalie has over 30 starts, right? Vast majority of teams. That's just the way it is now. East, West, South, North, doesn't matter. So, you know, less. This Koskinen was a 906, 907 guy. 
when he wasn't playing, when he was splitting with Cam Talbot, and when he was playing all the games. His save percentage was the same. He needs, you know, he needs to have a partner that can, I mean, listen, if he gets a partner that plays 35 games and he's still a 906 guy, then we got a problem. Well, crazier things have happened. Look at the New York Islanders. Nobody saw that happening with Barry Trotz. Nobody saw. Right. Right? A year ago, they were the worst defensive team in the NHL, and they became the best in a year. Players have a different makeup to their team, one that would probably give them a little bit more offense than the Islanders have moving forward. Uh, That is a fine. And uh, Bobby. That's your uh, rival texting me as we speak with the call. We'll take a quick timeout. It's 116 at Edmonton. This is Oilers now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates. There it is. Uh, receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton, Southtown, Town, Northside, and Sherwood Park. We have a couple of developments involving the Edmonton Oilers at 120 in Edmonton. Mr. Spector has just put out a tweet. Yeah, the Oilers have uh, parted ways with Chief Scout. I believe he's a VP of Player Personnel. Dwayne Sutter let go today. Uh, as well as a very close friend of ours, a guy we've worked with for a long, long time, uh, Bob. Uh, was he not the director of media relations, I believe, J.J. Bear, which is a shame uh, in my eyes. I was a, yeah, he'd been with worked the, very closely yeah. with J.J. for a long, long time. I'm just thinking of the timeline on the two guys. Uh, well, J.J. came over from Hockey Canada. In 2002. Okay. It was uh, during the 0203 season. And then when Bill Tawilly retired at the, uh, I'm thinking Tawilly was retired in 03, 04, uh, because it was a lockout year in 04, 05, and my mother-in-law, who has since passed away, worked with Bill for 25 years, mm-hmm. uh, and they both left the organization uh, officially during the course of that 04, 05 season with the lockout. Uh, so JJ came aboard, I'm pretty sure in 02, 03, uh, used to work uh in Calgary, doing he worked for Calgary Cannons for a while. And did second yeah, started with the Calgary Cannons. That's s- how long ago that was. And sec- did secondary <laughs> stats actually with uh, working with me on Hockey Night in Canada when, hmm. when David Moyer was working football in the fall. So JJ, so what does it mean, right? What so, does it mean, like what, you, the, on the PR front? It's a different voice. That there's there's no question. I'll be intrigued to see hmm. how they reconfigure that office. Uh, JJ. The, the person that we relied on the most for this show over the course of the last 10 years has been J.J. Hebert. So. Yeah, J.J.'s a guy that, us, just for the listeners out there, right, he's the guy that, that fronts the Oilers for the media. He would come to us privately and say, okay, uh, you know, we're doing the press conference over here today or we're not going to open the room, but we're going to bring a few guys out. Who do you want that to be? So we all work very closely with J.J. for a right. long time. And, and to me, this is one of those moves where... and. You know, I say this with all honesty. This isn't a move you make because the guy wasn't getting the job done. It's not one of those moves. This is a move that gets made because of of a need and wish for change in an organization. I don't really, I can't pinpoint that change, Bob. But I could tell you, after all those years we worked with JJ, he got the job done. He was good at what he did. So the orders have made a choice here. Yeah. And it's because they want change. And I want to say to our listeners out there, did we, did everybody in this, not everybody, did a large portion of Oilers fans and the listeners to this show not ask for change, not want change? And 
Craig McTavish is gone. Dwayne Sutter is well, gone. And let's, talk about, Scout. let's talk about Dwayne Sutter. He was right. brought aboard uh, by a former teammate of his, and that was Steve Tambellini. Okay. Steve and uh, Dwayne played with the New York Islanders organization together. Uh Dwayne uh, was let go in Calgary and brought in by Edmonton. And then when Maury Guerra was relieved of his duties in June of 2015, for basically the first moves that Pete Shirelli made were in June, six days before the draft. The guys were actually in Florida at the draft already, down in Fort Lauderdale with their wives when they were found out that they... So Stu McGregor was fired as head uh, amateur scout. Right. Um, and then his closest allies were a guy named Brad Davis in Kent. Uh, well, Brad Davis for sure was fired at that time. And on the pro side, uh, Maury Guerin, Dave Smako. Yep. Dave, of course, as we, uh, God rest his soul, has since passed. So mm. so that is, with Mac T and Dwayne Sutter gone, that's significant changes on, well, on the hockey operators. You know, I think that one of the, I guess what, what we would all sort of, say is, I don't care if a guy played for the Oilers at some point. If he's good at what he does and he's producing, hire him, keep him. You know, that guy being on staff, I have no problem with. Uh, And that's why McTavish worked here for a long time, because he did a bunch of different things, and he did them generally fairly well. Uh, Don't just hire guys and overlook the field, because the guy you've chosen plays for the... played for the Oilers a long time ago. Like, that's not what we're looking for. So, I guess what... Ken Holland came in here, Bob, and he said, I'm not making any moves right away. I'm going to feel things out. I'm going to talk to people. He says, you can't be married to your past forever. And he says, I'm not coming in here to completely clean house. i got to talk to people. Yeah. Right? He just went through his pro meetings where he would have had a long uh, interaction with Dwayne Sutter and really got to see and listen and feel him out. And now he's made this move. And I would suggest that this would be closer to the start of the moves than the end of them, would you? No. I mean, they've moved out two pretty critical guys. I don't know how much more movement we're I mean, there are some other guys with some contracts up. Some, you know, on the, yeah. pro, on the pro side, basically they only had three. I mean, Dwayne Sutter, Paul Messier, who's based in Montreal, Chris Chikaki, who is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and they each had about eight teams, okay? And then the Oilers rotated Mac T. Scott Housen and Bill Scott each had a couple teams. I, th- I think that model's going to change, especially now that Sutter's done. Okay, uh, but Sutter and McTavish being out, and then on the amateur side, I don't know how how many changes are going to occur. So, but we've seen two pretty big ones yeah. with, with McTavish and uh, and Sutter. So, could I see a couple amateur, like a, you know, there's some contracts up with some amateur scouts, maybe a contract up with another pro scout. Yeah, I could see those not being renewed. But I don't think we're looking at five or six more scouts to go. I think that we're probably halfway through the process. And I Martin. think when, when Daryl Cates, the owner of the team, showed up at that press conference and sat down next to Ken Holland, and we had not seen Daryl at a press conference in a long, long time. Well, he was ne- he was not at the press conference for Tambellini. He was right. not at the press conference for Craig McTavish. And right. he was not at the press conference for Peter Shirelli. Right. So when, when Daryl sat down and said, look, I am telling you that this new general manager has complete autonomy to make any moves he wants. I thought, okay, well, I've not heard the owner say that yet. And now that we've gone, what are we, almost three weeks here, and we've seen the moves we've seen from Ken Holland, I don't think anyone in town is doubting anymore. Ken Holland's the boss. He's making the calls he wants to make. And to me, it's a very healthy time. Yeah. 
Very quickly, we got a minute and a half on the Western Hockey League's performance at the Memorial Cup. Should we? Uh, is it at all concerning to you that uh, I think PA is going to lose tonight to Guelph? Guelph's got 15 players that went to NHL camps. Um, very good team. They had a very good team. Dmitry Samarukov on the point. Yeah, be well, worth watching he's tonight. He's paired with a guy named Sean Dursey who's leading the Memorial Cup and scoring with five points. Yeah. Um, if PA loses tonight, that means in the last four years in the tournament, the WHL championship uh, champions would be 0 and 12. That's this, so. There's got to be something to it. I thought that you know I'm not crying poor PA. I've got no real ties to PA. Prince Albert. I thought that the fact that they won their division, they won their league on a Monday, flew on Wednesday, and had to play the home team on Friday. Yep. Uh, they had just played a Game 7, overtime of Game 7. I kind of thought that, you know, couldn't you let the guys be in town? Couldn't you give them a game on Saturday or Sunday? That's not how that thing right? works. It's, like, all, it's all about putting the host team in the best position to succeed. I get it. So they played the team from furthest away who happened to play the most games. Yeah. Uh, that was a tough start. Yeah. I don't see any reason, though, why that should be this big of a dearth. I mean, the CIS used to have this until the Golden Bears won, what did you say, two of the They've last They've lost four two of the last four in the Atlantic. Yeah, so... But Alberta's got a very quick, fast, skilled team. Well, they're really, really good, but they used to lose every time out there. Right. And they stopped that. They turned that trend around, so I was suspect... They hadn't won in the Atlantic since, since Paul McLean was playing at Dalhousie. Yeah, that's in 1979, right? So, I wonder what the factors are, right? Obviously, travel, but it's. Oh, I got an idea what the factors are and why they have some, some success. We don't have enough time. Hey, thank, I got Al May. You, yeah, coming I'll stay. In. I you want to stay for Al? All right, sure. good stuff. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.